You're listening to the BSC News Podcast, the leader in decentralized finance on the Binance Smart Chain. Here's your host, Ben Antes. I'm here today with Nick. He is co-founder of Symbiosis, a multi-chain liquidity platform. And Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me today. Great pleasure to talk to you your big audience potentially and uh, discuss some questions on, on the side of multi-chain, cross-chain swaps, etc. Thanks for having me. No, definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, looking forward to talking about the whole multi-chain aspect because I think that has clearly this multi-chain world has become increasingly important, not only uh, for opportunities for DeFi users and blockchain users, but also as really necessity for the entire ecosystem. Yeah, I think so. It's um, it's a sort of necessary step or um, when we are talking about the blockchain evolution of the blockchain ecosystem evolution, we naturally come across the question of interoperability because this question rise uh, since the very inception of the technology itself. And uh, naturally to go to the real mass adoption, even though mass adoption is regularly uh, taken as a buzzword. But if we, if we are talking about mass adoption, when uh, every like people or on the street will know how to make swaps, how to uh, yield farm, etc., etc. So before we go into this state, we need to solve some problems. And that's what actually we, a part of this story uh, is what we are covering at Symbiosis. Awesome. So speaking of symbiosis, that's what we're here to talk about first. Uh, what is the the background of symbiosis and kind of your history with it? Let's start mm-hmm. there. Yeah, uh, me personally, so I entered the space in 2016. Uh, I was a student and Institute de Impresa in Madrid. Um, it's business school. I have an um, exchange semester there. Um, and um, I came across the web, uh, the blockchain technology. So I started composing my master thesis on the uh, use of blockchain technology in logistics and supply chain management. I took a case of IBM, uh, Hyperledger, but still. And so at the same time, I've been working uh, in ad, ad, Cyprus-based ad agencies. So we were selling uh, ad inventory for Facebook, for Google, to different advertisers. So my role was to attract the advertisers in our platform. And so uh, somehow on the intersection of my, um, I would say, academic uh, activities and my primary job, I started working for a project for working on the, like, let's say, uh, the improvement of uh, ad inventory of uh, all this committing fraud, et cetera, et cetera, using, somebody, uh, using blockchain technology. Because I was thinking that um, it's a good idea to apply like uh, blockchain, which is immutable, et cetera, et cetera. So I was a bit silly <laughs> at this time, to be honest. Uh, was uh, I, I was thinking that blockchain possibly can solve, solve uh, every problem on earth, but still it's not. But yeah, so I started working for a couple of projects in space. I participate also in a roadshow for several um, ICO projects, you know, 2016, 17, and 18. It was ICO era. Then I switched to uh, VC fund, which is called uh, Digital Horizon VC fund. It's based in Moscow plus in Israel, I think in Tel Aviv. And it, it's focused on early stage 
fintech companies. And so I was leading the marketing department for one of these companies called Eximetry.com, is still existing. And uh, later on, I became uh, chief marketing officer at Instance Top Chain Service called uh, Change Now. And then later on, uh, we came up with an idea of Symbios with uh, my peers. And so friends of mine, we've been working together on different projects, like let's say from the very beginning of my career in blockchain space. So with Will, Kamal, we met four years ago uh, at the time when I was working at this VC fund because we were looking for a contractor to work on, uh, I would say pilot project for electricity grid, state electricity grid companies for a change information using blockchain technology. And I found Will was this content contractor and that's how our friendship started. With Alex, um, Alex naturally worked with, uh, his also co-founder uh, worked with Will, his head of engineering in uh, one of Will's team. And so, uh, so I would say that with the uh, four team members, we've been working pretty much uh, before symbiosis. And I recall the date actually for 30, uh, 13, uh, 30 September last year, 2020, and we uh, like started new Telegram chat, and we were thinking about what we can do together. Since like we were friends for a couple of, of, for some years before, we've been working together already, and we're starting conceptualizing what we can do. And to be honest, first it was not what later became symbiosis. First, we we're thinking about a sort of uh, synthetic protocol you're familiar with but working on different blockchain networks so that the synthetic cases can be created on different blockchain networks. Because uh, at the time, uh, I think synthetic is mostly working on Ethereum. And uh, in past year, it became extremely um, the awareness about all other protocols with less gas fees, extremely rising. And uh, we see potential to build something on Polygon, on Avalanche, et cetera, et cetera. And we start working. And later on, we understand that this, the approach that we decided to follow can be generalized, not to just talking about synthetic assets, to creating synthetic assets, derivatives, et cetera, across different chain, but swapping native assets across different chain in decentralized non-custodial way. Um, and so that would be really the birth of symbiosis. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's a, no, that's a yeah, that's a great story. Um, it's cool that you you formed this with friends that you had been talking with and working with, and and it's interesting how you went from that focus on the synthetic assets into more of just a broad market use case. And so let's get into you know what what are the short term goals? Like, how are users going to utilize and benefit from symbiosis? Um, yeah, I mean, so you can think of symbiosis as, let's say, Uniswap, uh, Uniswap like MMDEX, but working simultaneously on any blockchain network, even compatible and non even compatible. So with just one click, uh, we uh, MetaMask, let's say, or we are also planning um, integration with different code, uh, integrators like Wallet Connect, for instance, with a single click, you can swap asset A token on chain A to any token on chain B. So you can swap, let's say, from Cake uh, BIP20 on Binance Smart Chain to any random uh, token on Ethereum side, maybe Uni ERC20, for instance. And how we do this? 
the thing is we don't compete directly with Uniswap, PancakeSwap, and some other MMDEX because it naturally would be an insane idea, I think, because they're pre doing a pretty good job on their specific networks. But instead, we route the transaction through them so that uh, we pick up the best price for the asset. And then we have pool in the middle, which consists of stable assets. Uh, so that actually the magic behind CMIOs is that we swap stable assets on those chains um, of the source chain and destination chain. So that we that helps us to stabilize the price. For us, um, any asset, let's say any ERC20 token listed on Uniswap or uh, any other ERC20 MMDEX, it's most possible, most probably have a pair with stable assets on this chain, which is naturally it's obvious thing, or with the native assets, let's say Ethereum or BNB or something. And it really helps us to uh, simplify the process of the swap. So we don't do to, we don't need to pay all tokens to our native token like some of our competitors do. And we do not do compete with Uniswap or PancakeSwap. So we are not competitors to them in this regard and so on and so forth. So for the end user, the ultimate proposition is that you can swap any token on any chain, on any random chain A to any token on any random chain B regardless whether it's EVM compatible or non-EVM compatible chain. And which is more interesting, you can do this in just one clip, which is also on top of this, we are really big advocates of gasless transaction. And uh, behind gasless, I'm not meaning that the user doesn't, doesn't have to pay any gas fees at all, because no, he or she should have to pay. But still uh, the thing is we, we add a sort of markup to the assets that the token that we pick up from the user in the process of the swap and instantly convert these assets to the uh, to, uh, these tokens to the gas tokens of the destination chain. So from the user perspective, once again, just one one click and say wait in MetaMask or something, and you're good to go with the swap. You don't need to pay uh, gas fees on both the source chain and destination chain. It it also simplified the user experience. And we are thinking about Symbiosis as sort of engine. Uh, it's not about only about the swap itself. You can think of Symbiosis as a, a layer ground for some that can be built on top of this, like some value-added service. Maybe you can, uh, my, uh, my preferable example, would say payment network built on top of this. So you can go to a merchant and say that, okay, uh, some online store is selling socks or something. And you can say that, uh, okay, you you want to increase the average purchase amount per user or grow revenue, grow user base or something. And how you can do this? You can allow your users to, your customers to pay with virtually any token, any ERC20 token, which will be instantly converted into the Ethereum or USDT. Uh, I've been working with one crypto payment company and most of the merchants prefer either you, uh, either stable coins or fiat currencies and it's pretty obvious. But still, it's uh, so different, different propositions can be um, can be created on top of symbiosis. And so that's my ultimate vision. So first is just uh, uh, industry standard for swaps from any any chain to any chain, any token on chain A to any token on chain B. And second, 
um, I would say, myriad of possibilities for building value-added services on top of Symbiosis. So that's uh, so we differentiate somehow between these two groups of propositions. So first, for the end user, for just retail customer, and second, for uh, businesses. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so I want to break this into two parts. First is what you talked about with the essentially cross-chain swaps, and then we'll talk about these you know, endless use cases. So mm -hmm. I, I want to summarize the swap parts, I think, in a, in a dumbed-down version. And I kind of took a note here while you were talking. And it's what it sounds like is it's essentially a, a DEX aggregator that's using stablecoin liquidity as that cross-chain bridge so or or the native token basically something that's highly liquid where we don't have to worry about you know, the user we doesn't have to worry about price slippage at least not much so it essentially it comes down into like a few different steps it's like so i have bitcoin b and i want to get wrapped bitcoin on ethereum so i have bitcoin b on bsc I will put in there, I want to trade Bitcoin B, B, BEP20 into wrapped Bitcoin ERC20. Your engine will swap the Bitcoin B into, say, USDT BEP20, bridge it to Ethereum, and then swap it into wrapped Bitcoin. Correct? Is that like a decent yes. summary? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Pretty much. And, pretty and much. I think, because like it sounds to me like you're, you know, the way I currently do what I just said was, I would sw swap my Bitcoin B to USDT, go to a platform that has enough liquidity for me to move my USDT to Ethereum. And then I would swap it to wrapped Bitcoin on Uniswap. And so you just made that essentially a, a one-click process for me. Because the yes, only, exactly. like, you know, the way, the other bridges I've seen where, like the only way I'll bridge at this point is I'll get, you know, because I want the deepest liquidity. So I'll I'll get that stable coin first typically, and then I'll move it over or the native token like ETH or BNB. But the risk of the other risk is like you bridge a token that actually has no liquidity on the other side. I've I've definitely fallen. Uh, I've learned that lesson already. Where yeah. you know I want to bridge wrapped Bitcoin, but I get stuck with some version of wrapped Bitcoin on my destination chain that actually has no liquidity. And I just have this thing sitting there and I, I guess I have to pay fees to send it back the other way. Right. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, right, right. and, you know, and so it's like you solve this problem by using liquidity that is much now. So here's a question I have on this process is does your engine act as a liquidity aggregator or do you have your own liquidity? Like, would you do the swap and then utilize, let's say Synapse protocol to do the stable coin bridging or are you gonna have your own liquidity on, on Symbiosis? Yes, it's our own liquidity. Okay. Yes, correct. So, so for that, uh, so we are coming here to strictly speaking this part. So uh, actually we did fundraise, uh, like in October, we finalized our seed round, and then we have we split it our like initial funding to several stages, and it was done intentionally 
to know uh, you know to uh, to collect uh, spread with small seed round and then come to our their VC funds and show who are really invested in us and we ask our early backers can we do this and they said totally yes and so that's why we split this uh, financing into several stages and among our investors we ask not only for the money itself, uh, but also for from most of the investors, we also ask for liquidity provision so that for everyone, yeah, <laughs> it was a bit like, you know, um, tricky thing, but still, um, yeah, it's worked. it worked, it worked. So we ask for every dollar invested, $10 in liquidity. And most, awesome. most of them said yes. Most of them said yes, because it's actually, it's a part of their existing business. So for instance, our lead investor in, uh, is blockchain.com and liquidity provision is just one of it's part of their business. So they are making money of it and they understand how it works. So it comes aligned with uh, with their existing business. It's not something really new to them. And so it was not really hard to convince them to do this. Yeah, so um, yeah, but sorry for such a long answering a question, but yeah, the answer is yes, we uh, behave uh, as a liquidity provider ourselves so it's not to say that we pick up liquidity uh, from existing protocols but we have our own liquidity as well and okay. so that's why we are talking that we are not just a simply a bridge because build a bridge across so we actually have built uh, bridges across let's say all network support so bridge be between so we don't use any third party solution so it's our own bridges between ethereum avalanche uh hobby chain and let's say i don't know binance smart chain etc etc but it's just a part of the story the second part of the story is this liquid dimension because um, in order to fulfill the needs of uh, total of the supply of the pool so that in case of the edge situation occur when uh, let's say people tend to for some reason tend to swap from usdt erc20 to usdt um uh, deep 20 for some reason they they prefer this so we have to rebalance the pools in this case or we have to attract arbit, uh, arbitrageurs to come and to rebel on the pool swapping uh, vice versa with the premium etc etc it's all about all this liquid management so it what uh, it's what really sets us apart from some of our competitors because we are not just a bridge but we are like multi-bridging environment plus liquidity provider and liquidity engine yeah that's it okay and Question I have as let's say, you know, a way that I invest in DeFi is I'm a liquidity provider. Will mm-hmm. will will there be if I provide liquidity to one of your uh pools there on on one of the chains or whatever, is that like a yield farming type investment for me? And and I'll be able to earn mm-hmm. earn on that liquidity? Okay. Yes, correct, correct. And uh which say also interesting, you can uh, and all those, our listeners can also come across our website, symbio.finds. We are now in public testnet mode, but still, and you can see that uh, you can either, so once you go to the um, web interface of our application, you can see that you can either provide liquidity in native facets and create pairs in native faces, let's say PNB to, or any, like, let's say cake to, I don't know, cake to union, but you also can provide liquidity in stables as well. Which is also super super interesting. I think that if you can uh, gain something on just your stables, it's not that risky, and uh, generates your profit, and so so on and so forth. Yeah. And so we'll get 
into the use cases now and mm-hmm. you know, in this multi-chain uh, future. And I actually liked how you had a medium, medium article talking about the multi-chain future. And you talked about, here's one that, that interests me. Let's say, um, you know, someone could build, I think you mentioned payroll already. Like someone could build a payroll system mm-hmm. on top of your platform where let's say I, you know, BSC News sends payroll out to contractors and whoever, writers, editors, et cetera. Um, we could set up a system and just like for, you know, fun concept here where the, the contractor or the employee gets to choose the token they receive. I just send out BUSD BEP20, the system handles the rest and they can get paid in Bitcoin on Ethereum. They can get paid on Polygon. They could get paid on Avalanche. They, you know, like, or a token on BSC also. Or, yeah, or even in separate branches, let's say you specify that you want to, you want to have for different reasons. You want to have 25% in each, uh, in different USDTs, mm-hmm. let's say in B20 and ERC20 and Polygon and Avalanche as well, because for instance, you are LP in one of the protocols built on uh, these networks. And so you want to, you uh payment uh, be exploited so you can also do this yeah so i anticipate that this and it's not only anticipation i would say uh so we are planning to uh, go mainnet in january so just next month and uh, we naturally need to go uh, to, to have some time for uh, you know to attract users to our web platform we're also planning on mobile application and a few uh I would not say even a few, like in around 15 integrations now we have went with different worlds. But at some point of time, I think it's mid next year, also planning to provide some grants because all this uh, value-added service that can be built on top of Symbiosis, it's not necessary that the team should build it because uh, we naturally want to work on Symbiosis version two, which is also in our roadmap and so on and so forth. And so we, instead, we plan to invite third-party developers and maybe even existing projects to come on with uh, to come up with uh, some ideas on how symbiosis can be uh, used under the hood and so some of this uh, system i anticipate that it can be actually payment system payroll system it also can be some loans and borrowing protocols you can think of other uh, let's say but built cross-chain and operating multi-chain. Maybe even we at some point of time can think of NFTs, cross-chain NFTs and spectrum, but it's not like really, uh, to be honest with you, it's not uh, very like perfect for this month on a couple of months, maybe later on we can think of it, but we also aware about the potential um, in Gamify still. So I think I first think about payment systems and uh, uh, loans and borrowing protocols. It's uh, just the nearest perspective of, of what, uh, where symbiosis can be applied, as I believe, yeah. Yeah, and if there's something that we know about crypto, it's uh, the use cases will go far beyond what we can even think of also. So yeah, yeah, that's, and it's like, you know, the, the projects that I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I just want to mention that um, it's also about worth, uh, saying that uh, we are thinking of, and it's also in our roadmap that is published, I think, last week. And I am composing now a detailed article on it. Uh, so uh, it's not only about the swap itself. It's also about, um, strictly speaking, repairability. So that, let's say, some event occurred. So it's about passing code data 
uh, across different blockchain networks. And so you can imagine that uh, if some event occurred on chain A, let's say Ethereum, big price spike in Ethereum or something, and you have an opportunity to make collateral, uh, collateral um, using symbiosis, you can also think about these potential applications of um, different, uh, uh, different, I would say, events that can be. So it's not about not only about the sending uh, tokens and swapping tokens across different chains, but also about the um, engine that can act and help users to create some new possibilities for income uh, based on the event that happened on the source chain. So as I said, for instance, big price spike in Ethereum and humans instantly make collateral on Polygon for some reason, because maybe you have some stake somewhere or your liquidity provider in some Polygon-based uh, uh, MMDX or something, so dif dif different applications. And uh, so my biggest dream in this regard is that uh, Symbiosis can become, and I'll push or a team to do this to become an industry standard in cross-chain communication because that's uh, so uh, i like the metaphor of uh, tcpip so if you ask random people on the street what tcpip means most probably like i think i i bet 50 percent won't won't tell you what this but still it's just a transport to all the internet of what we can imagine that can be built on top of it, like Facebook, I don't know, social networks, video hosting systems, um, torrents, uh, Wikipedia, something more. And uh, at some point of time, I really want that Symbios be this transport aware of the blockchains. Uh, yeah, once again, sorry for this quite elaborated uh, discussion, but still, I, I'm just sharing my. I, I'm really passionate about what we do, so I, I, I always try to like uh, provide as many explanations, as many details of what we plan to do and why we really love it, and such and such. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like the, it's not just about money; it's also about information, right? Like what what can move on the blockchain, and I think a lot of times we get stuck in the. We, I, even just referring to myself, we, you know, I get stuck in that area of like, you know, financially, what can I do? But like you said, social networks, uh, data sharing, data storage, all of this stuff is, can be on blockchain or is on blockchain. And, and I think this is, you know, now let's talk about this. You know, if you were to conceptualize your multi-chain world, like to me, what that is, is you have your, like you mentioned, mass adoption, you have your user that is using a, an application and they have no idea what blockchain they're on. They don't care. Yes. Um, yes. And, and would, yeah, I mean, that would be my biggest dream. Yeah, the dream come true if uh, there won't be any more situation when you have to think about all these gas tokens that you have, you just have, let's say on your mobile wallet, USD key. And uh, no matter what networks it is, you can send it over to your peers, to your friends, to pay uh, for your employees and so on and so forth. Yeah, <laughs> that, because from the user's perspective, what actually 2017 and 18, when this ACO era was, uh, uh, what it really, um, what, what lesson I get from this is that um, regular people mm, don't really think about this technology, technological thing working behind, working uh, in the, uh, under the hood. It's all about usability. It's all about the convenience. 
So convenience, usability, speed, and cost is just the ultimate virtue of uh, and ultimate goals of any project built. And that's also where uh, we at Symbio are trying to contribute so that the service should be convenient, should be cheap, should be useful, and should be not that not only for the tech-savvy people, but for regular people in the market. Yeah, and, and I think Symbiosis kind of comes off to me as almost like multi-chain blockchain infrastructure, which is incredibly important to the space. Like I love projects that are setting that groundwork uh, for at least the future that I see it going into, which I think aligns really well with the future that you see. And I don't think there's enough projects doing this type of work, right? Where it's, it's the, what's, what's, you know, you're laying, you're laying groundwork, you're laying highways, um, that allows the innovation to, to push forward. So I think that is, is huge for the space. Yeah, I mean, um, it really inspires me and the whole team so that um, also, um, it's not a matter of only like uh, talent or bright, bright idea or something. It's also about the time. Because for instance, let's say in 2017, when first Uniswap idea emerged, uh, nobody know how to manage this liquidity pools and how automatic market makers should be working, etc., etc. And so at the time, just some time passed, and then uh, this technology uh, rise, and then also the necessity for the people, uh, so the market opportunity comes in, and that's also what we saw when we conceptualized symbiosis. So if probably we started this project, let's say five years ago. Most probably, I don't know, but I'm not sure we would succeed. But it, it seems to me that now it's the time. It's the time because uh, everybody understands that there won't be a single winner in the blockchain race. So that even though like the Ethereum now still have the leading position, but I, I really believe that in the nearest future, we'll see that um, it's, so there would be like, five or maybe four to five main networks they will be competing like let's see microsoft is competing with uh, i don't know with oracle or we can provide some other examples and also uh behind this behind this five to four to five main networks there are myriads of protocols that are uh, for some reason find their niche and find their customers but they are still useful because people People love it, people use it, et cetera, et cetera. And in this regard, it's vital to uh, create an infrastructure for this network to communicate with each other so that you won't be stuck in any single um, any single network. And it's not about only people stuck in this network, but also about liquidity stuck in these networks. Because uh, uh, I really think that uh, those projects uh, who will um, add support to Bitcoin, let's say, to this multi-chain universe will really like um, outcompete the space, <laughs> I think, because you can think how much liquidity is really locked in uh, Bitcoin itself. And when I'm talking about Bitcoin, I'm talking about strictly speaking Bitcoin, not about this drop PTC or something. Just the one, uh, the one who will uh, provide a sort of infrastructure to swap directly between um, Bitcoin, let's say, and Ethereum in decentralized way, and Casadio, and etc., etc., would most probably outcompete the market. But still, yeah, coming coming back to what what just saying, 
being um, it really inspires me to work on what we do and uh, I see great potential in it and uh, as we see the response from the market not only from the community but also from our investors and from some key opinions leaders seems like we are working in the right direction and that's that's really that's really good <laughs> oh, I think you are I think you're you're solving just like you said, like solving problems and it's really baseline problems. Uh, like, you know, I think I do, I bridge a decent amount and typically it's, I've got to swap, then bridge, then swap. And, and it just, even just that base use case of simplifying that, uh, that's huge. That's a huge simplification of a current process that would also cost me four gas fees right? And, and just time and waiting and whatever. And so even just, just that alone as a simple use case is, is a step in the right direction. And then everything else, like you said, just builds on top of it. And so in terms of your upcoming roadmap, you mentioned mainnet launch in January. What else can listeners uh, look forward to over the next couple months with you guys? Um, yes, so as I said, we plan actually plan to go mainnet in January. And this mainnet will have not only those six centers that we support now, so we support now Ethereum, BSC, Polygon, Avalanche, Hobby, Chain, and Nokia Exchange. Plus, we, we can virtually add any uh, event compatible chain, so it's more about now it's not technical thing for us, it's more about uh, marketing stuff. So, for instance, we established good connection with the uh, 4KX team um, and um, Huobi team, and that's why we decided to export to them, and we do some. So, just today, we had the MA session with uh, OKX chain team. But uh, telling you more, so we plan to add support to all L2 solutions, and it would be first Arbitrum and Optimism, and even some L1s. I'll big priority is Solana. So in January, along with uh, the mainnet launch, we will add support to Solana. So uh, with the mainnet launch, you can swap from any token on Solana to any, any token on those networks support and vice versa. For us, we also planning to add cross-chain farming and um, Q1 next year and release our mobile SDK. Actually, it's released now, but it's now we, we're testing it with a few um with just a few wallets but we know in person uh, founders of we know in person uh, and uh, with mobile sdk we want to be integrated in the i would say every even any single wallet uh like we are planning to do this with xify wallet uh, among whom i can mention and uh, mobile wallets now because we think that it's quite strategy also not to only attract users to our website but also to work under the hood of all those services already in market and who have um, pretty much user, uh, user um, base and some, some projection and transactions so we can get from them. Also, we plan to, um, in Q1 next year, we will do a rare auction. So what does it mean? So now in the middle of the swap, there are a network of US network that actually processes swap. And we are also using uh, fractography to speed the key. It's called threshold signature scheme, plus combined with multi-packet computation. So no single US um, network, no possess the whole key in the, in the single point of time. And we plan to have a US auction so that we'll split 
uh, pretty big portion. Now it's in the vesting contracts, and we are going to split a big portion of our uh, native token among them. And as said, uh, in the early stages of our mainnet, our existing investors would be uh, will be our uh, release network nodes, so they will be operating this in proof of authority. So we will have our investors operating our release network, and we will go to a straight decentralization then to a proof. Pure proof of stake, I think close to Q3 next year. And from Q3, um, we're planning to launch um, our Symbios version 2 protocol. So it will have unified MM pools plus smart order routing uh, plus unified cross chain farming and uh, some optimized DSS library. So We'll somehow test out uh, our version one since January, once we go mainnet, and then we go with the Symbios uh, version two, I think in September, or I think by September next year. And then, uh, we, as I said, we have big plans for decentralization. So we plan to go in, um, uh, establish uh, Symbiosis uh, decentralized organization and treasury so that um, the community can somehow govern the protocol and we go strictly to the uh, situation when we can become uh, not just a single company operating property gold and etc etc but really a, uh, in multi-chain data interoperability protocol and uh, industry standard for cross-chain communication but that's planned for i would say q4 or the next year or maybe 2023 yeah, so we have pretty detailed plans for at least the coming year. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of things to do. <laughs> that is lots of things to do. I think it's exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to watching all this. Um, I'm glad glad we uh, found each other on here because this is going to be a fun protocol to watch. And and I think you guys are, are laying good, again, just that good groundwork that... Uh, the whole DeFi and blockchain space needs. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the problems that we are solving are pretty obvious, not only for the tech savvy and uh, masterminds behind blockchain, etc., but also for regular users. And that's our target audience so that any, any user can swap uh, without thinking about dust tokens and uh, um, in a quick and convenient way. And also, yeah, I think that um, I really loved our conversation today. So I think um, it would be a nice idea really to share at some point of time with you all progress. And uh, if we can have another uh, such conversation, another podcast or something, I would be, I would also appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be fun next time you come on and there's, there's use cases built on top of you guys already. So uh, let's definitely keep in touch and, you know, in a few months after, after main nuts, main nuts running and, and you guys have exciting stuff going, let's reconnect and let's do it again. Awesome.